We've got some hey, fresh I'm Luis. talent. And I'm Luis. And you're listening to the Content before. is Profit One, two, Podcast. Three, so how do businesses and creators like us who did not cheat with hacks and tactics and don't want to be stuck content will of death? How do we build a modern media team and profit from our content? These creators' economy pre-filled templates and content calendars have become the solution for those that are not willing to put in the work and build a real business. Those that are get rewarded are the ones that create and control their own process. That is right. Content can be a distraction or your biggest lever. Here, you learn to develop the systems to create consistently, build trust with your audience, and get the attention of those that are willing to give you money. <laughs> go to contentsprofit.com to get started today and join the community. Let's go, Fonzie. Let's Good job. Go. Dude, you started that one so quick that I was putting my coffee cup down and a little drop just went in between in my glasses bling, and just landed right on my on my eye but it's okay that's on purpose i can take on the pain because today's episode is absolutely amazing we're gonna be talking about making marketing great again <laughs> the role of comedy in content let's Ooh. go I, I can't wait to dive into this because i mean everybody thinks i'm funny but my wife so we're gonna we're gonna we're just gonna put this to, to rest uh, we're gonna, we're gonna, I, I see our not, guests not laughing just, in there not just uh, your wife uh, yeah okay <laughs> sounds good uh but before we that we do that do we have a sponsor today, Fonzie? Indeed we do. Thank you for asking, good sir. And today's sponsor is your own, The Biz Bros. If you produce a long-form piece of content, just Let's like go. this one that you're listening to or watching, and you want to multi-purpose and send them into the interwebs like little minions to get you more clients, mm. we are mm. here for you to help you out. So slide in the DMs at Biz Bros. Go on Facebook, on Instagram. You want to know how that sounds to me? How does that sound? Like that, baby. Let's ching go. Ka-ching. Cash flow. Hey, guys, <laughs> do us a favor, please. Go ahead and follow the show on your favorite platform, every podcasting fla- platform on YouTube, on social media, because every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, these episodes are dropping directly to your phone with incredible lessons and action points for you to move your business and life forward. So go ahead and follow the show on, on social media at Base Bros Co. That is right. And if today's guest helped you take one step closer to your goal, please don't forget to share this episode because you might be doing the exact same thing for somebody else and don't forget to leave a five-star review let's go we are back and today guest is a good friend we met earlier this year at an incredible marketing event he's not just a cool funny dude but he's the heck of a marketer that's right today's guest is the go-to marketer when it comes to standing out and getting attention for your business through humor marketing you want laughs and clicks today's guest is your guy he's the founder of comedy.io comedy with a k and the host of the win with wit podcast he has started 17 businesses from which he has had incredible lessons which he'll be sharing today and he has broken three world records but he's no longer the record holder of any just say we gotta we gotta <laughs> yeah. talk about this but really you have to talk you have to put that in there man come on okay okay i'm curious i'm curious on what those records are you know i mean i'm sure one of those are for coolest dude on the world World, but we'll see. I, I would be surprised. I'm like, why did you lose that record? But uh, let's go. Please welcome host of Win With Wit, founder of Comedy.io, and the Witmaster, Ben Wilson. Dude, this is amazing. It's probably my favorite podcast I've ever been on. Let's go. Is it, is it your is it your first Dude, podcast I, that you're on? I can just keep watching this whole thing just keep rolling, man. This is like a... This is like a Hispanic uh, comedy <laughs> show. It's just like, uh, keep uh, bringing this on. I don't need to be here. Hey, of course. You just you just light up this place, Ben. And let me tell you, you just got to wait. I'm going to tease it again. But you got to wait for the, the the next version of Content is Profit. Content is oh, Profit 2.0. It's coming soon. Ooh. It's in the books. We're planning something pretty awesome. That is going to look more like a Hispanic comedy show. Right, really? Dude, this I, is like, I mean, uh, what is that? A telenovela? Oh, is that no, right? Nope, 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 nope. Ooh. No telenovela. Should we have That's scripts and everything? Don't, <laughs> don't go there, but like Fonzie will be very dramatic if you ask him to. I love uh, it. It's like a game show. I feel like I'm a contestant on your game show right now. And you guys, oh, your synergy is amazing. I would love to have like one person to have synergy like this in my life. You want the secret? You want the secret? I, I'll tell you the secret right now. 
Please do. You need a brother with the same name. <laughs> like, that's it. Like it, it has to come on, Ben. Where's your where's your I've ben, got three brother brothers. <laughs> no names that are the same. But we all have like very generic <laughs> white man names. Hey, you you can still <laughs> change <laughs> your name, so you know. It's, it's never too late. It's never too late. Yeah, for those wondering, yes, we are real brothers. We get that question all the time. It's not just for the business. Uh but Ben, dude, like stop stop talking, Fancy. Uh this is about you. We met you earlier in this incredible event, right, in person, and, and we chatted for quite a while. I love the, the shirt that you have right now that says legalized comedy. I love it. And uh, when you start explaining what you do, I'm like, that's that's genius, right? And, and, and why he does And why too. you do it, right, like with, with comedy and mixing it with marketing and secret saucing it. Now, what you said in wait, what we said in the intro, 17 businesses, right? And uh, our story, I don't know if we get to 17 businesses, uh, but qu quite there, right? And I'm I'm intrigued why you chose that that thing. Like why you why do you keep going? And what are some of the lessons that you've learned along the way? First of all, great question. And so to also follow that up, not all the businesses worked out, right? In fact, that's why you keep going, right? Another one fails, and you keep trying. You learn some lessons, and you go and figure out like you know i liked these parts of this business but i also didn't like these other parts mm. and so you try to keep molding it into something that you do like and what you want to put out there and you also some of the lessons that you learn are coming from customer feedback what people want to buy and what interests them and you start to learn more about uh like human behavior along the way and so yeah. part of your businesses get shaped by if people want to buy your products or if they're interested in it and you start to see in your marketing where people take action, right? Your marketing comes down to um, helping someone to take action in their life that they weren't already already going to take action on. Mm -hmm. So uh, a, a caveat with that, right? A lot of businesses had lots of lessons with it. Uh, some of them I did on my own, some of them that I had amazing business partners with and, um, you know, we could keep going down what maybe some of those businesses were and why we kept pivoting. Um, ultimately, when I, when I ended up with Comedy.io, I've started with another amazing entrepreneur named Stephanie Hong. She's in Japan right now. So our business is shifting depending on like how, how we operate and how we work. But it all came together when we met in New York City. Yeah. And I had come out of a, a, a different business that I've been working in with a very boring business that had to do marketing for uh, prosthodontists. Most people have no idea what a prosthodontist is. They think they're like, the guys are going to stick like two fingers. In your <laughs> but they end up actually being these guys who do these like full mouth, full mouth restorations. Yeah. So most people have no idea who they are. So it was like, could we create marketing around and promoting prosthodontists? Did that for about nine months and ended up being very depressed. And we built a successful business, started building a team, an amazing business partner, Um, and slowly, though, I realized that the clients that I was working with weren't actually my favorite people. A lot of the times they were trying to handle the marketing themselves or just wanted to put out very boring content that I already knew wasn't going to work. Yeah. So uh, that's one major thing when you start a business is the type of customers that you serve. Do you want to hang out with them outside of work? Are they yeah. the type of people that you'd uh, you know, have a great conversation with if it wasn't about business? And those are the type of things that you don't recognize until you've built something that starts to become a little more successful and starts to attract more of that same client. And you realize your problems aren't just with one client. It seems like every single person you're attracting is bringing the like similar problems. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we started this business after uh, I had originally come to a conclusion myself. I started Uh, I got really depressed in that last business and I started watching comedy specials just to smile and laugh and feel like I was uh, part of like a human of some sort. Yeah. And as I started watching these comedy specials, I started realizing that comedians and marketers, we think very much alike. The way that we think about an audience, the way that we're trying to craft a message that resonates with them and gets them to think about something in a very different way. Yeah. So That was the initial piece of just realizing maybe there's something to do with comedians and marketers. Um, and then I ended up meeting Stephanie Hong and she had already come up with a conclusion of comedians are really good at writing copy. So we ended up forming this company, Comedy.io, where we have comedians help marketers mm. write humorous content that helps brands to stand out, helps you sell your product. And uh, we ended up doing this one ad for a buddy of mine's product. 
And I just filmed it in my apartment in New York City. And it was like a test run to see if we could do it. Yeah. I filmed it right on my phone and edited it, wrote it in about 45 minutes, hired a comedian of my, uh, a friend of mine, Jordan Macon, to help me like write some of the, the funny parts of it. Yeah. And then the ad went on to do about $200,000 in sales. Well, wow. it was like the first light bulb of like, okay, even nice. if like a moron like me, who's not an actor, <laughs> I'm not funny, um, and I can hire a comedian to help me write the script, and then doesn't have to be high quality, right? Filming on your phone can end up producing that amount of revenue. Like what could happen if you had a comedian, like a team around it or yeah. more marketing or more of a quality of production? Like what if you could take all the things that I did wrong and do it right? What could that look like for your business? Yeah. So that was the birth of comedy.io. Powerful, wow. man. The, the, powerful. Like I remember the interview we had with Mario, Mario Nafal, right? And, and we talked about pebbles, right? The pebbles. And, and for him, the journey was very similar to, and you know, we have a common friend that, on, on Steve, Steve Larson, right? And he mentions like his journey, right? On all these businesses, right? And when we first started, or at least when that was, this was my very personal thought. I don't know what Fonsi thinks about this, but like, okay. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, cool. Thank you, bro. Okay. Um, I thought, okay, we start one business and we got to stick with it, right? Like that, this is it. Mm. Like, this is the thing that's going to work yeah. forever and ever and ever. Right. Same. And, and, and you same. okay. Yeah. See, see what, why, why? Yeah. Okay. I guess, I guess it was a C. See, okay. So what what happened was like we same similar thing like with the stickers something happened that we're like ah this is not the thing right and then we transition into uh screen printing and then ah this i don't we don't really like printing t-shirts out of the garage in 90 degree weather right and then it changed again but every stage i guess left a lesson right like and it was a very powerful lesson that when we like you mentioned we apply it so i want to encourage everybody that's tackling right now their their dream business like or what you think is a, is your dream business expect this like expect to pivot expect the, that you're not gonna like it and that's okay that is part of the process right and even today with the product that we have it started at some point and, and within the product it has evolved right so we're like we're finding this thread as we move forward with uh with the opportunities that are coming our way right and i think mm -hmm. your resilience been like that show that you showed i'm moving forward and like finding these opportunities and be like grabbing exactly what you like what you enjoy the dreams uh, client you know i i recognize i don't like working with that type of person sounds good i have the freedom to not accept that type of person in, in whatever i'm selling right how wonderful is that so look at let, let's look at this as an opportunity right and it took me a second to to create that mind shift it was not easy for me because i'm like am i am i um am i not being the the good entrepreneur because i'm not sticking with this one thing instead of like okay, let's shift this like what is the lesson you know what is the thing that i, I can keep going and then we recognize tractions and so on so I, I i appreciate you man with your honesty and 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 putting this up front because this is one of the things that, that you send us and we're like 17 businesses right and lessons and, and not not a lot of people talk about this so i appreciate you man yeah i mean i, I think, think oh sorry man. Go, go ahead go. <laughs> you guys you guys can go home at the same time you ready okay on count of three we're gonna both start talking <laughs> let's do it <laughs> <laughs> no i think a lot of times you know you say something like 17 businesses and people just automatically assume every single business hit and was like a a home run yeah. and that yeah. you're well off and you've you know everything that you're doing it's a false belief because a lot of times we want to project that someone else would know that and that we ourselves have some reason uh, for not trying yeah. right instead what i like to do is break that stigma and go look entrepreneurship is hard every single day it's a new battle and whether the battle is actually trying to get your product out there and to be sold or the other is just the mental battle right there's a lot that comes with just every day showing up and trying to be consistent that in and of itself is to me is like 90 percent of entrepreneurship okay. the other 10 percent is is the idea valid enough for people to buy it and do you have enough resources or willpower to push forward and getting that product to the to the masses right but yeah. most of it is like, dude, it's between the six inches between your ears. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, honestly, with everything that's going on in like social media and everybody talking about uh, founders and millionaires and billionaires, I feel like business success has been a little bit romanticized, right? And it's like <laughs> people are like, oh, yeah, if I start a business, I'm going to be successful. And it's not going to be like that. Honestly, most of it is going to fail and you're going to hit yourself hard, and, but, but you're going to learn some very important lessons along the way that when you get to business number 18, right, 
you're going to kick some butt. So yeah. I'm curious mm -hmm. along that journey with these 17 businesses, what has been maybe two or three lessons that you have taken with you along the way, right? That maybe the person listening right now can benefit as well. Yeah, the first thing I would do is go try sell something. Like whatever your business is, if you've got a good idea, try go sell it. Even if you, even if it requires like an actual tangible product, I still go see if you can sell it. That's the first yeah. major thing that I did wrong early on was like you can go start something, but if no one knows about it and no one actually wants to give you money for it, it doesn't. Is it actually relevant or does it exist? Right, it exists yeah. here, but at the same time, like if it's a business, then you should be able to sell it at some point. Even if it's a Kickstarter, like go and sell the idea of the product and yeah. see if someone will give you money for that. Um, it, if worse comes to worse, you have to give their, 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 like the people their money back. You've at least validated that someone is willing to part with their money in exchange for the product, even if you don't have the product. Yeah. Um, the next thing I would say is if you want to go far, go together. If you want to go fast, do it alone. Right. And that's a very cliche statement. But what I've learned is it's a lot better to have other people around you who have different skill sets than you, who you're both on the same vision. Now, working with other people can be difficult, right? They have their own backgrounds. It's like it's a it's a relationship in and of itself. Yeah. Just as much as you've got a relationship with a spouse or a parent or a friend, it requires listening, communicating. Um, and then money gets involved. So that's always when it gets yeah. a little weird is if yeah. you have a business partner that um, is only looking for money and isn't looking to, to prove out ideas or to uh, go along with you on some of the things and everything revolves around just the dollar, that can also be difficult in creating a good, healthy relationship with your partner. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the last thing, honestly, I'd say is you're not going to find your best idea on the first try. So one thing that I really love about comedians is that they recognize that not every joke is going to hit, but every single day they're getting up on stage. In fact, the comics that are in New York City, there's so many different spots for them to go perform in that they'll go and do like five or six spots a night and they'll try hmm. joke after joke and they keep trying and they just twist like, a word or they change like a phrase, they change the punchline, they change the setup, they change when they put the joke into the into their bit or their yeah. act. And out of the, let's say they tell 10 jokes, one might hit that they'll then stick and then put that into their act. But over the amount of times that they're telling jokes, they end up telling about thousands of thousands of jokes before they really have like a comedy special that comes out where yeah. every single joke hits. hits and yeah. even then they've tried those jokes in so many different places around the country, different spots will laugh at different types of jokes. And so what they're really doing is saying like, how many of the masses can I get to laugh? Not everyone's going to laugh, but yeah. if I tell a joke in Jacksonville, Florida versus uh, Nashville, Tennessee, is there it's a like, different yeah. laughter or, or did I, did, did my timing go wrong? So there's a lot of variables. Yeah. Same thing in entrepreneurship. There's a lot of variables that you don't know about until you start trying. And if you're not willing to try and continue trying new things, like it's going to be like one of those comedians that, that doesn't have any jokes hit and you yeah. think you're funny, but at the end of the day, it's, it's not funny and no one's connecting with it. Yeah, I get, I love it. I definitely see the relationship there between, comedians and marketers right i mean you're talking about test 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 and then then you get to invest right and it's, it's the same when you're talking about content right we mentioned it plenty of times here is about that consistency it's about showing up and what you think it might be a really good piece of content for yourself like the audience might have a totally different opinion, right? Yeah. Or vice versa. Maybe something that you thought was horrible and you put it out there and people love it. So it's about putting it out there into the world consistently so people, so you can receive feedback and then you adapt, right? Yeah. So, and, mm -hmm. and also the fact that comedians are trying to get something out of the, the audience, which is that laughter, and marketers are trying to get something out of the audience, which is an action, right? I know mm -hmm. you guys were thinking I was going to go money, but no, it's an action, right? <laughs> we're, we're trying to get people to, to hey, go click here, right? For example, if it's an ad, go to the website so you can read more. And then on the website, there's specific copy with a specific, you know, action attached to that. Yeah. So like you mentioned, I see so, <laughs> so many 
similarities in here be between yeah. comedians and marketers. Uh, I love it. I mean, there, there's a couple things. One is we're currently helping a business where they have this sales process that lasts about seven days. So as soon as when we came in, we're like, wow, that, that's kind of like a, a long period for the industry that they're in, right? And then we're like, okay, we had a question at the very beginning. Do we actually go for the sale day one, right? Or what, what is what is the thing? Like, what is the process? What is the proven process, right? So around the third visit of the people into this business, they actually come back and they ask for, hey, can I be part of this, right? So we're like, okay, that's that's good. So what is the job of the first day for that person? Well, the job of the, the first day is build a relationship and have them book for the next time that they come in, right? Second time, what is the job? Have a great relationship and book for the third time. What is the goal of the third one is go for that ask because that's when it happens, right? So I love these stages and, and this is something that a lot of people and we did at first, like we overlook, we don't like we don't see until we're in it, right? And it's okay, how can we break the process down? So like let's say on an online business, right? The job of, a, of an email is to is to draw that that action, which is click the button to go X Y Z, right? Mm -hmm. The job of the landing page X Y Z. So each one of them ha has a job, right? And and I want to encourage everybody to start looking at what they're putting out there or their own process, whether that's in person or digital, right? What are those things? Because then, guess what? It becomes really fun because now you can start measuring what are these transitions, right? And uh, and then we can start enhancing it with with company like you. Now that's that's one. Yeah. Number two. Wait, wait, wait. Before you go, number two. I feel like so so many people see, for example, social media as like, oh yeah, let me post a piece of content that is gonna get people yeah. pulling their credit cards out immediately. It's like, no, that is the the wrong intent right there. <laughs> like, yeah, probably. It, has it happened? Yeah, sure. I'm sure it hasn't happened. But if you are a high ticket, you know, agency, it might not be that you make one post and somebody's pulling out the credit card immediately. It's like, what is that next action? And be, you know, have that intent and just have the, the, the focus and be like, okay, let me test out this message and see if it's working. 100 totally yeah so the number two and then ben you can talk uh, <laughs> uh no number two is like really highlighting uh the 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 mentality right that's mm. behind not just the content right or uh, the comedians and the entrepreneurship right we i'm obsessed with this one podcast called your first million or my first million uh oh, i can tell you're obsessed you don't even know the name uh, it's one of our millions right <laughs> one, of the, one of those millions uh they're about to change the name by the way but anyway so they're they're both of them are investors right and they're breaking down the mindset of 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 being an investor right and this guy is walking like okay look i go out And I, and I look at, at different ideas and the people behind of those ideas executing on those ideas, right? And I assume that about 60 to 70% of those things that I put money in are gonna fail. Like he's already assuming as he's going in, putting their money out there that they're gonna fail, right? But then he says like from the 30% that, that comes in that like grabs traction, right? I expect about, you know, one to 5% that really hit it off. And then that's where the money's made. But if I don't put, If I don't multiply my opportunities, right, with my money, then none of this is going to happen. So I'm like, wow, this is so, so, so powerful because they're comfortable with that situation. Now, let's let's really back, you know, not just entrepreneurship, but with content, right? We, when people start with content and this happened to us, we put one piece out there and then we think that that one piece is going to grab traction, right? But there's not enough feedback, right? So we have to expect that most of the things that we put out there are not gonna either grab traction or people are not gonna pay attention to it. They're gonna they're not gonna see it. But at the same time, there's gonna be another percentage that they're gonna see. And if we do this consistently, I mean, look at the upside. You don't have to pay money to do this. Like this could be like very low friction for for you, as in Facebook Live, which by the way, you you have an update for us. Uh, It can be very low friction to put these opportunities out there and one of those is, is going to hit, right? So our story with that was the first 45 Live. We ended up with a six-figure client out of those testing messages, right? So let's say 15 days, that's what it took for that specific client. Only one was the one that landed, right? But the other ones, what are there creating the, those points of contact that people saw, they didn't engage, they didn't comment, but that one video, the one video that was like, okay, 11.30 at night, that was the one that hit. So I want to encourage everybody, grab that mentality and be like, okay, if my, if my commitment is time, right, how can I do this as fast as possible so I can grab feedback like the comedians, right, like we, we've been talking about, mm. and then grab that traction. And then once you grab that one hit, be like, okay, this is an indicator that works. Let's continue yeah. to test things it's, out. It's like the Pareto principle, you know, 
20% of your, uh, 80% of your results come from 20% of your efforts. So assume 80% of your content is going to fail, 20% is going to succeed. Oh, I'm about to sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm curious, Ben, you know, what have you seen with, you know, your writers or even in yourself too, that mindset of, of failure, right? And I'm doing air quotes here of failure when, when their messages don't work. How do, how do they go about, you know, maybe restructuring what they wrote to, to make it work? How do they take on that feedback? You know, there's an interesting thing that I learned from improv comedians. So improv comedians are coming up with stuff on the spot. You give them a, like a, a word or a, a situation and they just roll with the rest of it. Not, the purpose of what they're trying to do is to not actually be funny. They're trying to listen to their partner so they can engage with what else to, to say and where to progress the scene to. Mm-hmm. So one thing that a lot of people come in is uh, actually learn this from a guy Kelly Leonard, who is the executive director at Second City. It's like the largest or oldest uh, improv troupe in the United States and may be like the world that's organized that way. And he had, he's, there's been hundreds of famous people that have come through there. Like Steve Carell came from there. Uh, Stephen Colbert came through there. Uh, Dan Aykroyd, I, a bunch of other amazing, awesome. well-known comedians now. And one thing that he told me on a, on an interview was, that an improv you bring a brick not a cathedral to break that down it's like mm. sometimes you have this holy thought as to what you want your business to look like or what you want uh your product to end up looking like or what you want the marketing piece to look like but if you come in and you expect it to be like that from day one this cathedral this beautiful work of art and instead you don't bring the brick it's hard for other people to lay their bricks on too and to see how the structure can can grow The same thing happens in business or your content. It's like every day, the best thing that you could do is to take your brick and to lay it down the very best possible you can. And over time, you'll eventually have this cathedral. You'll have a wall, whatever it is that you're building. Yeah. And this, uh, what I noticed, so uh, about a month ago, Fonzie, you uh, <laughs> committed. I got a commitment to go live every single day until we did yeah. this podcast interview. <laughs> Um, I had something come up like a week, about a week ago, my, I had a friend pass away. So I was oh. doing good up oh. until that point. And then, um, yeah. you know, that happened. But what, what I learned with, by like day three, I wasn't scared anymore. What happened was like yeah. three years. I'm telling you like years I've had a podcast and I ended up a, a long time ago, I was producing this podcast. And then one day I just got really scared from posting and publishing anymore. So I stopped for years, a horrible idea. And it, it, the longer that it was between the last time that I had podcasted and to then going live again, my, my nerves had built up over time. It became the, probably the scariest thing possible. And then I ended up seeing Tom Bilyeu go live. And I was like, you know what? Like he made it seem so easy. He just said, Hey guys, hop in on here for a few minutes. We'd love to chat. Uh, share some thoughts that I've had today. And uh, if you got any questions, like hit me up. And I thought, what an easy way to start. Sometimes I think we've got the cathedral that we think we yeah. we're going to be live. And we have to have everything perfectly said. And we have to have every transition. Everything has to be so seamless and perfect that we forget what we're really doing is we should just bring the brick, right? Yeah. And it's not pretty. It's not elegant. But it is something to lay your foundation on. Mm. So, um After not being scared, like I was scared that first day and then I, you know, went live the second day. And every time before you go live, regardless of how much you prepare, your brain goes blank. It's like nope. you push the button and then you see the candles like three, two. And you're like, oh, my gosh, I, don't, I forgot everything I was going to say. Then you start speaking Spanish. So the next thing that I noticed was like day three, day four, day five, it started getting really easy. And I was like, okay, yeah. all I'm doing is I'm picking something that I've had a thought on today and I'm going to talk about it for just a few minutes. And if someone hops on, they hop on. If someone doesn't, they don't. Yeah. But all I'm doing is building up my mental calluses and my muscles so that I can keep doing this and going live. So um, my goal was to get back on it today after we do this podcast. And look, we're live here. So That might even count for the day. That, that counts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we can count it. We can count it for sure. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll let it pass. In, no. the, in the, the challenge go. that we did, uh, no shows allowed. <laughs> it was like literally 
raw. Yeah. No, thank you for sharing, yeah. Ben. And of course, we're sorry about to hear about your friend. Um, but I, I love how you put the bringing the brick right to lay it as your foundation. Yeah. Actually, today I was watching a, a video about Jeff Bezos, right? I mean, with all this uh, space <laughs> stuff. His it, rocket. Yeah, it, <laughs> literally. <laughs> so it, it has been really funny, honestly, to see the reaction of people online, man, like the, the haters and the supporters. Like, I'm so entertained, honestly, by the comments <laughs> on all the posts more than by the actual, like, uh, post. post itself. Yeah. But, you know, regardless of the position that you're in it, with Jeff Bezos, right? He was talking about you need to be, you know, kind of like just crazy for your vision, but you need to be uh, elastic, right? Uh, I, I, that's not the word that, that he said. He used a different word, but that's the, the first one that comes to mind. You need to be elastic when it comes to execution because it's like you mentioned, right? You cannot just, hey, this is the cathedral. This is it, what we're going to do on that. Like the path is going to bring obstacles that is going to shape your path differently than what you were expecting to be. And your action, therefore, is going to have to be changing right like like yeah. the the great philosopher ross geller says pivot right like we're gonna have to pivot plenty of times or like ross geller what, Is that what he said yeah i said the, <laughs> wow, yeah, bro, bro, you, you didn't get the joke i'm so, so disappointed of you i said the great philosopher ross geller i know i tuned oh, that I, I tuned that out philosopher i'm like yeah, ah, no, like I, I was thinking of the french scene like already am i like, getting <laughs> I literally said the great <laughs> philosopher Ross Geller. I'm like, what was that? Philosopher? And he's like, oh, Ross Geller. Oh my gosh, <laughs> guys, you can you can you can tell he turns out when I talk. But yeah, it's it's about that, right? It's about laying one piece at a time, receiving feedback, and then okay, let me go get the the second brick because maybe the brick that you had in your hands at the moment doesn't fit where you want to put it. And then when getting feedback, it's like, oh, I need a smaller break, right? Boom. And you bring the other one and you set it up in there. So I think that is so, so important for people to understand because a lot of, I think many people begin with, you know, you hear begin with the end in mind. So they are like, that is, that is the only path. When begin with the end in mind means just have goals that are clear, right? Like have a vision, but that doesn't mean there's only one way to get there. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like a lot of people, when they start a business, they expect the entire path to be laid out in front mm -hmm. of them. Like they got to know like every single step and they won't start until they know every step along the way. Um, what I've noticed is that it's a lot more like you're walking in the dark and there's a lighthouse and all you're doing is you're looking close to where that light is and you don't know if there's mountains or rivers or rocks or anything in front of you. You have no idea what what's actually out there, but there's a light in the darkness and that's All you need to know. And then you've got about two or three steps that are lit in front of you. And all you're needing to do is like you you got to have faith in your business. You got to know that if you're going to show up every day, it's not going to have like I think people expect to make millions of dollars and like instantly have their problem solved. If they don't, then they go and expect to like, okay, well, then I'll just go get a job. Dude, that sounds like a horrific way of working. Yeah. If you're to compare that in like in any other way, it's like, hey, well, I'll go on. I think I want to marry this girl, but if she doesn't end up liking pizza, then I'm going to divorce her. And you're like, <laughs> first of all, you're not married. You're like I'm going on a date with this person. Yeah. You're expecting marriage. You're expecting like this family and all these things. And then all of a sudden they've come to find out like one thing goes wrong. So therefore the entire yeah. dream about that goes off the rails. Yeah. It's funny how like some people just get stuck and they get stuck and just thinking instead, what you should do is, First of all, build some sort of like morning routine just to get you in action. That was the biggest thing that changed for me was um, putting some sort of routine before I started work so that by the time I got to work, it was like as if a train had started to take off. And instead of expecting the train to be at full speed by the time that I wake up, it's like, okay, no, this train's going to take a little minute. Got to go work out, take a cold shower, write my morning journal, like meditate eat a healthy breakfast, like no carbs, that kind of stuff. And then by the time I get to work, the train's in motion. Now I can start to do something yeah. and I've already got proof that I've been doing something all morning. So my brain's like, okay, yeah, we got this. We can keep doing it. Absolutely. Instead, what happened beforehand when I, before I started that, it was like, I expected my brain to just be like at a hundred percent from the time that I woke up to the time that I went to bed, no breaks in between, just like hustle for 12 hours. <laughs> 
And then you're like, but why am I broke? Why am I still poor? And you're like, maybe it's because of the way that you work. Like it's got nothing else. Like maybe you have an amazing idea and maybe you got funding. Maybe you've got a great business partner, but yeah. what you don't have is a schedule or Absolutely. like taking a break. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wait, 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 before you go, I have a pretty deep question for you, Ben. Uh, since you were talking about pizza, do you put yeah. pineapple on your pizza? <laughs> <laughs> it's not a consistent flavor that I have, but I do like it. Yes, you're yeah. on my team. Let's go. Pineapple team. Team, team pineapple. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I like a little bit of sweet with savory. I know. Yeah, all right. It's, yeah. it's amazing. But I, I yeah. know, another t-shirt coming. Team pineapple. Team Let's pine go. Yeah, team pineapple. <laughs> uh, Ube, this has been so fun. A um, couple qu last questions before we wrap up the show today. What will be some action point? I mean, wait, wait, wait. No, before we go there, real quick, before we go there. Yeah, we, we need to dive a little bit deeper on the on the how people can make their marketing great again with comedy, right? Like, obviously, well, that step is number one is, is go to comedy.io. Comedy with a K, right? So K-O-M-E-D-Y dot I-O. Yeah. And obviously work with Ben. That's step number one. But in case you want to, you know, step into the world of comedic marketing uh humorous marketing that's how you call it right humor marketing humor yeah humor advertising you can type in humoradvertising.com takes you to the same website or make ads funny again which make ads funny i again. truly believe there's so what happens is a lot of uh companies they they have the idea that it, they want to be funny until they actually get presented with something that's funny and then they're like <laughs> well but we don't want to offend anyone we don't want to like ostracize like our audience we don't want to like make anyone feel like excluded The thing about something that's funny is that sometimes someone might feel a little left out. Yeah. Not saying that you got to pick a specific group to do it, but what you're doing is you're making fun of something. You're making fun of an idea or the way that someone handles the, how their day goes. Yep. Like the ad that I did was making fun of people who live in small spaces, but really I'm I was a person living in a small space at the time. So it was a concept of like everything that's wrong with living in a small space. And that is what ended up being funny was yeah. you're like your bathroom six feet away from your bed. That's a pro because in the middle of the night, right? You only got six steps. But if you also lay a deuce in there, your bathroom's also <laughs> six feet away from your bed. So it's going to smell. So there's like things that you can do to relate to people. Yeah. What ends up happening though is... 2020 came around and suddenly dude we just got all soft and weird and it's like what happened to make jokes any longer <laughs> which to me tells you this is actually the best time for your brand if you want to stick out other brands aren't willing to go this way therefore there's an open market of people mm, who are yeah. looking to, to laugh and willing to put their money where they find relatability yeah yeah the people want to take a side honestly they're gonna be like man like i love this the, their voice what they stand for and i'm gonna yeah. be with them and i'm gonna support these people F fun fact actually last night i was you know on tiktok and i saw this video that literally i cracked up to for for five minutes i'm not kidding i was just yeah. straight laughing for five minutes on the same video I'm not gonna say what the video was about, but I, I, I'm just gonna you say leave us hanging. I'm just gonna say I wasn't 100 proud that I was laughing at the video, right? But you can't control what you laugh at, exactly, right? Exactly. Exactly. If, if it's inherent, it's coming from here. It's like yeah. that. That means that something inside of you is relating to what is being said, and the, it's someone who's saying something that you wish you could say that you're not saying. Exactly. So, dude, yeah. So I was cracking up, and I got the video and I sent it to my best friend and I started writing. I'm like, hey, like, dude, watch this video. Um, it is a little bit out there, but it's really funny. Let me know what you think. And then before I sent it, I was like, why am I excusing myself for laughing at this? Like, I'm like, I'm going to delete this. I'm going to send it with no context to see if he actually finds it funny <laughs> too, right? And I wake up and his text was just a full ha 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 like across the screen and he was like bro you, he's like you always get the good ones i was like dude it was so yeah. freaking fun um, amazing but we, 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 we have a we have a, a live question here so what if my client thinks being funny doesn't mean being respected as a real business mm. thank you for your question, question yeah business so like if you're trying to get babe like adopt dogs and you're like an animal rescue maybe not maybe you just go with like the traditional sarah mclaughlin song right show sad <laughs> dogs i could do it um it really here's a 
a good thought is like, is the customer, the type of person that's going to buy this, would they also appreciate laughing? That's yeah. a, like an honest question. Um, if so, like you, you got to think of the customer, right? Mm-hmm. And then and also the product. So a lot of people get stuck up and they're like, what if the product is not funny? Well, think about ads that have worked in the past. Like I love all the Harmon Brothers ads. I think mm-hmm. those guys knock it out of the park. They do great stuff. Yeah. So you think about like a, the Squatty Potty. It was a pooping unicorn that they had presented. But did you know the Squatty Potty before the Harmon Brothers marketed it was going to be marketed as just a medical device for old people? Wow. That would have failed. All, yeah, right? that would have failed. <laughs> Wow. But yeah, they came out with an ad and because of the ad, it now was introduced into lots of other stores that it originally wouldn't have made it into. Um, like poopery, it's also like, you could also be like, well, this is potty stuff, maybe. Um, there's uh, Lakanto. Lakanto put out an ad that was very funny about granola. Mm. Granola is not funny, right? Yeah. <laughs> there's nothing inherent about funny granola. But what was what made it funny was all the other things that other granola companies put into the ad. You can go check it out, Lakanto yeah. commercial on yeah. YouTube. Um, yeah, you I, know, I, I think I, yeah to that right. Like we we were on this kick of uh, uh, Deadpool guy uh, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds, right? Like, and he so has, great. He has so good. he has an an agency that they that's what they do now. Like they they grab these incredible products and you know things that he's invested in and they just like give this incredible twist, right? And the product itself is not funny, but it's like how they're tackling the conversation, right? Or or the social aspect around it. I mean, there was a there was an ad with that dating app. What's it called? Uh, Match.com, right? With yeah, the devil. Match.com with the devil oh, in 2020. So good. so good. So good. And it's like, okay, we're jumping on this wave of 2020 topics, right? And we're adapting it to, to this situation of the no. app, things that happen through the app, through this character, right? Attractive character. So there's these elements, right, that you can put in place. And... I mean, I'm sure there's people that got offended because 2020 was not a good year for many, right? Like, and, you know, including us, right? Like, it was tough for everybody. But at the same time, that thing was hilarious, right? And I'm like, oh, man, I told I told Katie, I'm like, babe, should we start using Match.com again? Just this ad is so, it's so incredible, right? And she's like, no. Okay. Uh, so uh, Yeah, it, it just makes light of the situation too, yeah. right? And th- this is where my, my take on, you know, being funny doesn't mean being respected, right? I think... People attach a feeling to when they are doing the transaction at the end of the day, right? And I'm going to go back to the examples of the poppies. All these ads for uh, most nonprofits, I'm going to throw a random stat out there, right? But it's like, let's say 90% of these nonprofits that want you to make a donation, they're literally like playing on guilt. Like all their ads, it's like, oh, dude, I feel so guilty. Let me give him my money. And then next time you're not excited to donate again, Mm. you're just more guilty that you haven't donated right so it's like that feeling like now your feeling is you know sadness and a dark feeling towards this company because they're making you feel x way right but if you include comedy right if you make it funny for them to laugh it doesn't mean that you're playing small of the situation that there are puppies out there that that require of care right but you can put it in a way that is going to put a smile on their face and that is going to want them to make them happy to actually do the transaction, right? So now the feeling that they have with your company is that of happiness, of laughter. It's like, dude, like it was so exciting. Guess what? When my friend, whenever he's looking for a puppy, I'm going to tell him to go rescue here because this is a great brand. Now, and honestly, I feel like the there's a personal opinion right now, but I feel like the, the being respected now in the business world um, for not being funny is a, it's an old school uh, thought, honestly. I yeah, think it, it's very old school. The content game, the social media game has changed the stage for everybody. People want to be trusted. Uh, people want to relate. And guess what? I mean, if, if your client doesn't like humor... Well, okay. Cool. I mean, if if that's the type of clients that you might like to work with, awesome, right? Like, no, obviously we're not not judging here. Personally, for me, I'm like, dude, I would love somebody that has a sense of humor, that wants to laugh, that wants to enjoy the process as well, right? So, again, I I, I think it's... Think about, like, insurance companies. Like, Mm -hmm. Geico came out in 1999 with the Gecko. 
the reason why they actually came out with is because there was an actor's strike at the time. Well, that was a happy accident, as Bob <laughs> Ross would put it, right? They ended up making this little gecko that had a little bit of sarcasm, a little bit of sass to him. And now, look, 2021, every single car insurance company that you see has some sort of humor into it. You've yeah. got Liberty Mutual. You've got Nationwide, right? The uh, the disaster guy or whatever. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. funny. Um, <laughs> Progressive Geico flow. pushes yeah. out State Farm. Every single insurance company. Those are major players in the market. Yeah. They're the most respected companies out there. And yet the way that they're able to get their names out there is because they have a little bit of humor. Now, I'm sure that those ads probably started off a lot funnier before it went through the HR and legal department. <laughs> yeah. I always see an ad. I'm like, what was the original ad? That's, that, that's what yeah. I, I would rather watch what the like the comedian had originally yeah. written because that probably would stick even harder. But that should be uh, there should be a show of just first versions of of these ads, right? Like, okay, Dude. can we grab this? Will be incredible. Can we grab those scripts and actually produce the ads how they're meant to be before they go to yeah. the? That'd be so amazing. We, we should talk about this after. Yeah, but uh, one, one of my favorite ones, and I know we have to transition here to towards the last couple of questions. We have to wrap up. But, basically. but one of my favorite ones is the State Farm where the guy's like sitting on the couch and the wife is like walking down the stairs and he's pumping a ball, right? He's like, just like pumping a ball, but he, <laughs> his, his wife is just like looking at him from the back and he's like, what are you doing? And he's like talking on the phone with Jake from State Farm, but she doesn't hear it. She's like, who are you talking to? And he's like, Jake from State Farm, and he's just like pumping the no, ball. No, right the there. pumping the ball was an Umbro one from like, that he was actually about to go play soccer. No, it's a Jake from State I Farm. Promise right? uh, I promise you. Yeah. I could do the visual. That'd be very funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna prove Fonzie wrong. Um, all right, Ben. Last question. Last question. Very important right question. Um, and just to be honest, it's because we have an onboarding call like right after this. So uh, here's the last so question. I get the get the show on. I know. We're, we're gonna Fonzie. have to do part two. Part two for yeah, sure. Uh, part two. For, yeah, absolutely. Make ads happen. great again. Again, here's a here's a here's the worst part. Fonzie was uh, he knew this, and I don't know why he kept asking questions. Uh, but anyways, Ben, where would you be if you didn't publish or your clients didn't publish? Dude, that's a great question. So, I I recognize that a lot of the stuff that I'm putting out there to like other people is for them to go out and put more content out there because. We're living in a new age. Like 10 years ago, social media was at a form or like at a place where it was cool to be on there. Now it's the standard, right? Yeah. And in fact, you were probably even weird if you think about it. Like everything starts out as like, it looks kind of stupid. It doesn't look like it's going to be the norm. And now it's the norm. Like if you want your brand to exist, it has to exist somewhere online. Unless you're one of those like Fortune 500 companies that can keep rolling because they have a lot of network already. But every new company that's going to continually come out and become big is going to have some sort of publishing around it. I think even Elon Musk said the reason why he got to where he's at now is because of he says to control your memes, like find people who can create memes. And that's how he exploded as like the favorite billionaire of today. So at publishing, whether it's video or find your own way of doing it, right? like Elon Musk and his memes, like he's not publishing himself, but He's able to build up a, a, you know, following because of it. Yeah. You've got videos, you've got YouTube, whatever it is. At some point, you're going to need to exist online because yeah. this is where all business is going to exist. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love it. I love that word. Control your memes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, are you controlling your distribution channels? Right. Like right before this, the, the call that we were at, that's the same thing. Like, uh person that works in auctions and they're trying to control the distribution channels, right? To make sure that they control the message and the different things. And yeah. how, how are you comfortable sharing or, or controlling the distribution channels? Each style is going to be different, right? For you. And, and we're with you, man, like humor and comedy has to be that, right? Like definitely this show would not be as great as it is without my dad jokes, like a hundred percent. So, uh, we attribute 99% of this show here. Yeah, exactly. 99% of the success is thanks to my brother's jokes. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Fuzzy. I just had to dig it. You started Luis. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, uh, but yeah, man, thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for, if, for that. If you so guys want to watch a real good example of adding humor to your brand, uh, regardless of your political inclination, 
go and check out Daily Wire on Instagram. Yes. Dude, the way they like use memes to share their opinion and their voice, I mean, it's, it's so good. It does it, you know, actually differentiates the audience. Yeah, 100%. People are like, oh, they either hate it or they love it. But at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. And the people that love him are freaking crazy about, about that brand. So I love it. Yeah, it, it's a good example. Homework, homework, Ben. Uh, you know, you got to restart your 45 Live and then uh, Daily Wire. <laughs> there it is. No, dude, ben, 45 Live. Ben, thank you, man. Where can people find you? Where can people connect with you? What's the best way? So um, I'm hanging out on Instagram quite a bit these days. So Ben L.L. Wilson with two L's. That's with the inference of like two L's. So Ben L.L. Wilson, W-I-L-L-S-O-N. Um, or go to comedy.io, comedy with a K. Uh, and I got a new podcast that just came out called Win With Wit. I just got one episode up on this one, but uh, there's like another 16 that we've got stashed in the bag right Ooh, now to be released. Yes. So good stuff. Let's you know go. I'll be there. <laughs> All right, let's go. Um, ben, anything else you want to add before we head out? Dude, this has been a great time. You guys are amazing hosts. appreciate it. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. The Thank crowd you. goes the wild. The crowd goes wild for Ben. Let's go. They even brought the, they brought the horns and everything. Let's go. <laughs> um, amazing, guys. Thank you. Yeah, we uh, we have to talk about you know uh, scripts for the new version of the show at some point. That maybe this was three point and uh, <laughs> with with you guys, uh, that'll be fun. That will be the live version. We've we got three hundred comedians in our database, so a lot of them they're all professional comedians, just different times, different backgrounds. So, does uh, benefit to you guys? Find someone who works for you. Hey, we can have a comedy is profit segment. Comedy is profit segment. <laughs> comedy is profit. He's going to rip off you guys. That'll be the next podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. You know that business 19. Uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I love it, Ben. Dude, thank you so much. This was such a such a fun uh, conversation. I really appreciate you. Uh, we're in your corner. I hope you are in ours as well. And uh, <laughs> um, With that said, thank you so much for tuning into the Content is Profit podcast. Go ahead and follow the show on your favorite social media channel and at Biz Roscoe. That is right. And if Ben here made you laugh today, please don't forget to share this episode with somebody else. You might make them laugh as well. And, and don't forget to leave a five-star review. See ya. Bye guys. <laughs> Bye everybody.